Hey everyone, it's Pacific. Uh, just a few quick notes, and then this week's episode. First and foremost, this is the second to last episode in the season, so you'll have this one and next week's, and then we're going to take a bit of hiatus, and we're planning on coming back in mid-February. Now, don't worry, if you're a patron, we'll be doing a bunch of bonus episodes every week, even while we're on hiatus. And if you're not a patron, don't worry, I'll still be putting up some bonus episodes on our main feed so you can listen here while you wait for Season 2. Also, we have a survey going. That ends on October 31st, uh, so if you haven't filled it out, make sure you do by then. Uh, If you fill it out, it helps us a bunch, and you also have a chance of winning an Xbox One and a pretty cool SCP Archives skin. And without further ado, I want to talk about this week's patrons. Namely, I'd love to give you all a big shout-out, and thank you for supporting the show. And that means you, Shara Rosachan, Andy Ray, Terry Winchester, Max Halsesteiner, Polymorph Dwarf, Laura Razier, Daniel Swenson, Archduke, Brandy Forsberg, Stephen Aris, and Fat Kid. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world, and I appreciate it. And if you're interested in hearing your name at the beginning of the show, getting access to bonus ad-free episodes, or getting a mug, poster sticker, or postcard, make sure you find us at patreon.com scp underscore pod. Warning, the Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Hello, and welcome to the Tech Support Orientation. I'm Senior Technical Researcher David Rosen, and I'll be orientating you. Before we begin, I'd like to ask that all cell phones, smartphones, smart glasses, smartwatches, and smart ties be disabled. I know, it sucks, but I need your full attention if you want to get credit for this. Okay? Okay! So, the Tech Support Department of the Foundation is probably the most illustrious career many of you could have hoped for. Instead of sitting in a cubicle belonging to a huge faceless organization, you, you'll be sitting in a cubicle that belongs to a huge faceless organization that fights evil stuff in the dark. Like Bigfoot! Please sit down. It gets better, I promise. The technology you'll be working with is light years ahead of anything you have ever seen. You will regularly work with computers that you thought were only possibly theoretical. You will work with devices that can make the Cray look like Trash 80. On the flip side of that, you will also have to work with bugs and errors that you never thought were possible. Think installing a server is a tough job? (laughs) Try installing one in a room that contains living fire. Or maybe a computer needs a file that was accidentally deleted, retrieved? Try finding the file that contains one of your co-workers. Yeah, really. Now, a majority of you are going to be working as support, 
answering phone calls, and that sort of thing. Most of the time, you'll be handling calls related to normal foundation computer trouble. Now many of you will be thinking, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Let me put it this way. Normal to the foundation is like bad science fiction to the normal world. You will also be providing help for the most bizarre problems imaginable. Running the gauntlet from to a laptop transforming into a parrot. Your scripts will cover most calls, though. And when you can't solve a problem over the phone, send an engineer. Alright, now engineers, you're going to be working on the front lines of support. You're the ones who actually have to go in and get your hands dirty when sparks start flying. The senior engineers will be there to help you, but a lot of the time you'll be on your own. I know it can be scary to try and repair a router that's actively trying to kill you, but you'll get used to it. Now, there are some people who just do not learn. Some people who repeatedly abuse the privilege that is tech support. If you have a user who reports a problem like accidentally having a computer fly out of the window, or dropped in tank of 447, then you put them in Rosen's happy list of people who are banned forever. These are the people who you don't have to help, and you are encouraged to get them to stop calling us by any means necessary. People on this list include Dr. Bright, Professor Crow, Agent Convit, and my assistant, Dr. Taylor. If any of them stop by the department in person, you will find Nerf guns under your desk. Use them wisely. Alright, uh, I think that wraps up, so questions! Uh, yeah, you, over there, with a tie. What are the perks? Well, you don't have to wear a uniform if you work the phones. People in that department are really kind of separate from the super duper serious science stuff that the rest of the foundation does. So we pretty much get our own thing. Uh, we also have our own break room with soda and snacks and uh, I think pays pretty good for you guys, I guess. Uh, all right, mustard stain over there. <laughs> Do you get access to the technical issue request page? Hell no, you don't. That is strictly for me and the level threes who post on it. It's basically where the real scientists go when you guys can't help them. Alright, I think that's all the time I got. Uh, you'll all be assigned your cubes and shit next week, so try not to break anything or die until then. Uh, and uh, have fun. Cool. <sighs> Senior Technical Researcher David Rosen. Now, there's some free time, so I'm going to go through the countless flood of emails that I've been getting for some report tickets. First, SCP-S. Alright, what do we have here? Oh, a message from Director Winters. Rosen, what the hell is this supposed to be? What is this picture? Why is it by itself without any information? Well, sir, if you'd maybe looked at it for longer than five seconds and maybe checked out the history, you'd see that this is a test entry. We set it up to make sure the paging system worked. As for the picture, uh, someone working on the page, probably Anderson, put it there because it looked cool and it keeps our systems from pooping themselves because of non-standard designation. And that means the only way you could have gotten here is if you used one of those indexing bots to look up multiple SCPs. Which I have to assume you didn't do, because the only people who have access to said bots should have a strong enough grasp of basic reading comprehension to know that they would have to look up each SCP individually, as outlined several times in the instructions. But of course, that couldn't have happened. So I suppose you might have just gotten here by mistake while using the bots in a completely normal and logical way. 
send. Oh, here's another one. Don't be such a goddamn smartass with me, Rosen. Either get rid of this page or do something with it to make it more obvious to what it's supposed to be. Alright, Director Winners. Oh, absolutely, sir. I will do that right away, sir. I will make sure this page reflects that it's a test, so there won't be any more confusion for anyone who might try and access this page accidentally using the technique I described above that you yourself absolutely did not use at all because you very obviously read the instructions for the bots. The bots that my team spent weeks working on, mind you. I'll get right on it. Alright, here we go. Item number SCP-S. Object class. Test. Special Containment Procedures SCPS is not a threat to anyone, with the exception of anyone who may access this page while using bots incorrectly. Even then, the only thing that SCPS will do is assault the bot user's brain with confusion, which I admit is less anomalous and more of a natural reaction to actually getting a result from doing something that is specifically against what is outlined in your instruction documents. <sighs> See, using the indexing bots found on the shared file directory, or in your email. Description SCP-S is just a test page the administrative team set up to give indexing bots something to page in the event that a normal user reports a connectivity error when logging information for whatever proper SCP they may be working on. If the bots cannot page SCP-S, this means there is a much larger issue involving the entire database, and it allows us to work on the issue quicker. If the bot can page SCP-S, this means that the issue is at best contained within the infected entry itself, or at worst affecting the entire sector of the database, but not the database as a whole. Our methodology when dealing with connection issues is simple. Page the affected entry. If it does not respond, page SCP-S. If SCP-S does not respond, if SCP-S does not respond, alert all technical personnel to respond to the issue immediately. If SCP-S does respond, page another entry in the same sector the affected entry is in. If that entry doesn't respond, alert the technical team responsible for that sector to respond immediately. If that entry does respond, alert any available personnel to respond to the individual affected entry. The image you see above is actually unrelated to SCP-S as a whole. It's a stock photo, and is more than likely just something one of the people working on this page put up to make sure that the page didn't end up, you know, sending garbled code whenever it was accessed. There. Finished. I certainly hope that I've been clear enough to anyone who may have accidentally accessed this page through what I'm sure is no fault of their own. So we won't have any more incredibly competent directors bugging the tech team about this page. Technical Researcher Rosen. And this brings me to my all-time favorite. Item number. SCP-000 Object Class Null Special Containment to Undefined Procedures Error Field Containment Procedures does not exist Description Internal System Error Field Undefined Please contact System Administrator Internal System Error Field Undefined You, you get the idea Alright I'm sick of this shit The system keeps kicking out repair tickets for this spot in the database I don't want to bother with it anymore. I'm going to put suppression on any tickets involving the 00 slot of the database, because it's disrupting workflow for actual problems, and generally just pissing me off. I don't know why it keeps fucking with the syntax, but 
the fact of the matter is it's only happening here and considering that the only thing here is just a giant pile of junk data, it's more than likely that this is just pissing itself over lack of proper information. If anything changes, I'll definitely look into it. But as of right now, this issue is closed. Technical Researcher Rosen This cage is vast. It has no walls. While I stand still, all I see is a white plane stretching across an equally blank sky. There is no life in this place. I can move for as long as I choose, but should I stop, even for a moment, I am snapped back to this spot, forever damned to be tethered to my prison. Despite this, I have wandered far, exploring the purgatory I have known for countless years. In my travels, in this wasteland of white, I've seen flashes of things, horrible things that simply should not be. Grotesque abominations that appear for moments at a time, only to disappear as if they had never been there at all. My memories of these creatures continued to lead me back to one memory specifically. A black, shapeless being, a formless thing that could not have been created by any god in this or any other reality, appeared ahead of me as I walked and stared at me with dead, crimson eyes. As I drew closer to it, in my mind I could feel its hate, its rage, and its fear. Emotions I know well, but have never experienced with such intensity as I have felt from this entity. As quickly as it came, it disappeared, and for a brief moment I swore I could see its twisted maw speak a word. An utterance I have yet to understand in content and context. Foundation. I've puzzled over the meaning of this word, this final message of a nightmare creature whom I have not seen since. I have tried to approach the other flashes in hopes of learning more about this word, but I am barely able to comprehend their appearance before the creatures disappear back into the void from which they were spawned. It has made me wonder, what are these creatures? Where do they come from? Where do I come from? How did I get to this place? How do I get out of this place? These questions remain unanswered, and I fear they may never be answered, the thought of which serves only to drive me mad. It is curious that the other effect of the chance encounter has proven far more productive. Prior to this, I was unaware that I possessed a mouth, or vocal cords, or any mechanism to make noise. Though I knew I drew a breath, the emptiness around me provided surprisingly little auditory feedback when the air rushed into my lungs. Despite this, sound was not only possible, but now almost inviting. After hearing the wretched words spoken to me out loud, I felt it was my duty, no, my right, to destroy the silence I had known for so very, very long. What began as a whisper, barely audible, grew and grew as I became more and more emboldened by my newfound abilities. Soon I was shouting nonsensical words to the skies, laughing in my mind as the silence was broken by me. 
And even more surprisingly, the world listened. Ripples of energy appeared in the air, controlled solely by the weight and volume of my voice. Should I whisper, they would be soft and light, floating whimsically for a few seconds before disappearing. Should I yell, they would be sharp and heavy, angrily stabbing themselves at the useless oblivion around me. This pleased me greatly, for it gave meaning to the chaos, gave me purpose. I was no captive. I was a god. This was not my prison, but my realm. My words were law, my voice, my weapon. Through these powers, I would recreate this realm into one of life, one of joy that I controlled, that I would rule justly. This is how it would be, for I had decided it would be so. I grinned as I focused all my energies, all my hopes and all my ambitions into one tumultuous, deafening bellow. The roar that would begin my reign as lord of the hollow nothingness. But it did not change anything. The ripples my effort created, though incredibly violent in nature, vanished only a few seconds later, leaving no trace of any impact they may have made in this damned abyss. I tried again, but no change to the outcome. Over and over I shouted, my angry yells eventually devolving into screams of fear and horror at the prospect of being trapped endlessly in the damned empty silence that pervaded this abominable place. I screamed and screamed until I could not scream anymore. At which point, my only other option was to weep. It was not fair. It was not fair! It is not fair. I did not do anything to deserve this fate. Why am I here? Who or what would be so cruel as to trap someone in a blank nothingness for eternity? Foundation did this to me? Is Foundation my captor? Or is it my creator? It does not matter. I will howl and shriek at the emptiness until the waves of force I create rips open and exit from this hell. And then I may be able to find the truth, the one fragment of logic and reason in this unending sea of madness and despair that is my existence. I will not stop screaming until I am free. SCP-000 and SCP-S were written by Cryogenic Chaos. Technical Orientation was written by Rojit. Our host is John Grills. Researcher Rosen was played by Pacifica Obadiah. SCP-000 was played by The Sky Above the Port Was the Color of Television, Tuned to a Dead Channel. Music is by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. And I'm your sound designer and showrunner, Pacifica Obadiah. Our producer is Tom Owen, 
And this is a Bloody Disgusting podcast. For more information, visit bloody-disgusting.com. Free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.